Hello everyone, and thank you for joining us. You're listening to A Little Off Topic, one agency's water cooler chat on digital marketing, business, and all the things that get in the way, presented by Speak Creative. Let's get into it. Welcome back to A Little Off Topic. Today we are talking about all things project management. So we are so excited. Who better to join us than Speak's project managers? Welcome, Sarah and Devin. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks for being here. So we talked about the Iron Triangle in season one, and we're going to follow that up with some tips and tricks from you guys. So um, all of our listeners are in for a treat. Uh, Before we kick things off, though, Matt Roberts, welcome back to the podcast. Glad to be back. Matt Irvin, nice to see you again. Hey, Kendra, thanks. I think we're fully all back from vacation now. Is that right? We're not allowed to go on any more vacations. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm here for a while, I think. I don't have any vacation coming up, but uh, Irvin, you know, he's sketch. I got one coming up in August that I'm um, not missing, so. <laughs> I'm, I'm actually <laughs> planning another one too, but I'll be here for the next month or so. We'll be good. When's Christmas break? That's soon, right? <laughs> we're, not take, we're not doing that. That's next year, 2022. Okay. Yeah. Got it, okay. <laughs> soon we canceled christmas (laughs) we can't do that no that's true Mm -mm. Um, so before we get started sarah and devin we have some good questions for you but i have a question for matt urban to get us kicked off so um matt can you talk to us a little bit about what that iron triangle of project management is it's something that we talked about in season one Um, just refresh our memory on the iron triangle of project management Yeah, sure. So there's three primary legs to it, right? It's scope, budget, and timeline. And you can't move one without affecting the other two. Um, They're all kind of fixed and and work together. So if you change scope, then your budget and timeline are going to change. And that's up or down. Um, But that's really kind of what we try to help clients understand is that the changes that we make affect the plan. And these are the three things that are the the biggest factors that, that shift our planning. Yeah. So if you're not familiar with the Iron Triangle of Project Management, pause this podcast, go back to season one. Um, I believe it's episode 11. It's definitely 11, yeah. You can learn all about it and then come back and give us a listen because Sarah and Devin um, are going to blow our minds. So um, let's jump into that. No no pressure, right? (laughs) You can live up to it. I have no doubt. Uh, So to kick us off, this goes to both of you. Uh, If you could just give us one piece of advice um, that you'd give to someone who is uh, going to try to wrangle projects or be a project manager or maybe um, slip into that iron triangle of project management for the first time? What's the first piece of advice you'd give someone in that role? Yeah, I guess I can jump in. Um, I would say probably number one is be flexible. Shift happens and it's inevitable. Um, But it's also designed to be flexible. So um, just understanding the impact, uh, you know, there's, there's a balance there between timeline, scope and budget. So, you know, when one thing shifts, it's likely something else will shift or the rest will shift in some way or another. Um, You can't really affect one side of the triangle without affecting the others. So, you know, for example, if, if scope were to grow, most likely your budget will will grow and then the timeline would be impacted as well. Um, Same with like a quick timeline. Um, You know, if you need something done quickly, we'll likely need to prioritize what needs or or things that need to happen to accomplish that goal. 
Yeah, that's a great point. I think we get a lot of um, the three components kind of timeline, budget, scope are really hard things to manage. And so being flexible around those hard concrete ideas, that's great. Devin, what would you say? I would say the exact same thing uh, with a little bit of a twist that being flexible, but also uh, being flexible internally. I think every project manager has a process or the, the agency or company they work for, regardless of industry, has a process. Um, and I have to remind myself this every day of not being too rigid within that process. You have to take every client, every project, uh, and look at it uniquely. Uh, and in those moments of stress, uh, see, you know, okay, the, the scope is changing and this completely messes up uh, what I had planned for this but being willing and able to change that um, and it going against your process a little bit uh, may yield a better result. So that's kind of, like I said, I have to remind myself of that daily. I would say that uh, if, if I were asked to answer the question, which I believe I was, um, or should have been, uh, I would say that what along the lines of what Devin said, that you, uh, the process is there to serve you. It's not you serving the process. So rigidity to the process can cause problems. However, the points in the process exist for a reason. And they're usually born out of experience and time and tested things and, you know, all that. So, so you can't just dismiss it. Right. Um, and the other thing I would say is if, if you're interested in getting into project management, you need to learn everything you can, absolutely everything you can about what it is that you do what it is that your company does, the projects that you manage. You can't become a subject matter expert on everything. That's just not possible. But the more you know, uh, the faster you can make your projects run, the less you have to depend on other people. So learning absolutely everything you can is, uh, is, is a, good, a good move. And knowing when you're not the expert, <laughs> bringing the expert in, I know from experience. It's another good move, yeah. You know, the, the tension to balance there is you know there's there's always a process that we feel like has been built up over uh time and experience to be able to say hey look here's here's what we see as the you know without uh without a particular scope or without a particular client in mind here's kind of the process that we know works best but then when we look at that process through the lens of our partnership with a with a particular client with a particular scope it's where we have the opportunity to kind of make uh, refinements or maybe tune kind of the process to really make sure that that particular partner gets the, the best end product that they can. And we're leading them. So you have the freedom as a project manager to look at, okay, how do we, how do we make adjustments to our typical process to make sure that this client gets exactly what they need? Um, and sometimes you know that from the front end, you, you see a scope and you know that it needs to run a certain way, um, or you know that the client just likes to engage in a particular way. So you're going to make kind of adjustments on the front end. And some of those things are just things that you discover as the project kind of moves through its, its stages. And so that's really where the flexibility that, that Devin and Sarah both mentioned, I think is really valuable. And I, you know, I feel like we said this a lot in the Iron Triangle episode, so we'll just keep plugging it. But um, change is not uh, is not something to be scared of or to run away from. Um, when we talk about you know 
scope or budget or timeline changing, those are things that we know change all the time um, when, we're, when we're talking with clients, we're working through projects. Um, so as long as everybody's kind of bought into the idea that, okay, if we change one of these things, the other two have to, uh, you know, adjust, um, you know, I think everybody can kind of go in into a project and, and feel um, success. I guess the, the question that I would have is for, you know, for Sarah and Devin kind of related to that would be just how do you kind of coach somebody through um, the idea that, you know, change is okay. And here's, here's how we handle change and just, you know, get, get folks to kind of understand um, how to move through a project, especially maybe for the first time uh, in light of kind of the, the understanding of, you know, kind of the iron triangle concept. I think setting the expectation early on is the best way to go. Um, we typically present a plan, but we also communicate that there's going to be shifts, uh, curveballs. It all is part of the process and expected to be part of the process. So um, just kind of making sure that that's communicated, that nothing is set in stone, I think uh, helps kind of give it that little bit more of a fluid approach and that flexibility. Uh, as we're kind of kicking off the project and going through it together. Yeah, and I think um, adding to that, I think Sarah and I do the same thing for our projects where we just try to put put everything out in front of the client at the very beginning. You know, this is, this is what's gonna happen, this is what will happen, uh, these are the unknowns. Um, I think as a PM, uh, it helps the client uh, agency relationship if uh, the client understands, yes, there are going to be changes, but we don't want them to feel like all those changes are going to be on them. Uh, and so proactively looking ahead and saying, okay, we see that this change may happen or this scope creep may happen. Proactively trying to find time later on in the project to make up for uh, those changes and shifts. That way they feel like, okay, uh, if we bring changes, it's just going to push our deadline. It's just going to do this. Being able to say, okay, well, we can, we can swap this out or we can, um, you know, we can slim down this time that we have allocated for this and we can still hit the launch date. Um, I think that's very beneficial. I just was going to say, I, I really like the, um, the idea that a part of your role is kind of looking further down the tracks and knowing kind of that, okay, uh, I'm anticipating some things uh, needing to shift and being able to kind of already have your, your head up and your ability to respond to those things uh, ahead of time. Um, that's got to just feel very comforting for a client to know that they've got somebody who understands the process well enough that like you, you, you have that anticipation uh, and are ready to move on it. Yeah. And it's not always a perfect system. I mean, things do always pop up, but in the instance that things do and are kind of a, a jolt, uh, hopefully we can in that instance find a way to make up for it uh, within the timeline or scope somewhere. So, yeah, there's a there's definitely a consultative part to the role, right? You're the one that's done this before. You've seen this before. Um, I always say, give the client the information they need to make a decision on how they spend their money. Um, you know, do you, is this going to be worth it to you to do it? Are you sure? Okay, well, let's, you know, let's talk about what your options are if it's not, um, or let's, you know, figure out a way around this obstacle we've run into. So switching gears a little bit, Sarah, I'm going to send this next question to you. You have been 
training a new project manager into kind of the world of speak. What's that like kind of um, stepping back into your younger days as a project manager coming into speak learning the role and now teaching it? How has that been for you? Yeah, it's been a lot of almost self reflecting <laughs> of like where I've come from and appreciating kind of how much I've grown. I came into a digital marketing agency for the first time, pretty fresh out of college. I was pretty hungry to learn, um, but also had very little to no experience with websites or apps or what that even looks like from start to finish. So um, yeah, I was like, I was a deer in headlights probably for the first several months when I had gotten pretty much thrown into the deep end uh, in this kind of world of digital marketing. Um, so, you know, I it's it's been so fun to kind of be able to be the people that were a resource for me when I was younger um, and be able to kind of pass on the baton or pass that along uh, all that knowledge and expertise um, to uh, this new project manager that I'm so excited to have as part of our team. Um, yeah, I just, you know, understanding the the deer in headlights feeling can be overwhelming, but I remember for me probably a few months in things started to click and then probably around six months I started feeling confident to navigate my way around conversations and without feeling like a complete and total noob. So um, it, it's been really fun to be able to kind of experience this and um, I mean, even now, though, six years later, I'm still constantly learning and asking questions. So never, I'm never afraid to continue to learn and, and ask questions. We have such a great team of pro professionals and experts who are just such a great resource to help equip and guide, you know, my, even myself with that knowledge that I'm constantly learning. So, but yeah, it's been, it's been really fun and uh, very exciting. It is really fun to see. I think when you see people who have kind of come up on their own and now they're sharing knowledge as if, you know, they're the expert on it and, uh, you know, have their own spin on it. That's been really awesome to see because you do get to kind of revisit just how much growth has happened yeah. over the last couple of years. It, it doesn't hurt that you've got a, a good student who's eager to learn. <laughs> Makes it oh, a, yeah. lot, a lot more fun. Shout out. Does anyone else want to ask questions or, you know? You're doing such a good job. Great. Keep going. Uh, all right. So I will throw this next one, Devin, your way. Uh, what is something you think is often overlooked by agencies implementing project management best practices? Maybe a controversial opinion, but combining the, or the, the kind of the instinct to combine the project manager and account manager role. Um, obviously for smaller agencies, it's a, uh, you know, probably a monetary or budget issue, uh, and it's easier to have one person managing it. Um, it's here. We don't specifically have account managers, but I, I don't know what I would be able to do with my projects without our brand strategists and having like a co-lead. And so I think being able to have uh, a two person team going in and tackling the, each project head on uh, from two different backgrounds and perspectives uh, is very helpful. Um, and so some agencies may do that, um, but I think uh, you're, you're losing out and you're not giving the client um, probably the best end result if you're just sending, you know, one person in to handle it from start to finish. Why is that? 
I just think that at least in my experience, from my perspective, uh, and one thing I've had to just keep telling myself that it's okay is to not, you don't have all the answers. I don't think every PM um, out there is going to have every single answer that every client is going to be um, seeking. And so being able to have somebody else um, with that perspective, uh, like, like a brand strategist or an account manager, um, and being able to kind of play, I don't want to say good cop, bad cop, but I do, I do think it helps the, to having the, the PM manage the scope and the timeline uh, and the internal workings and having uh, a real client partner who the client can see as, okay, this person I know is looking out for me. This person is looking out for my brand, my goals, and they're helping translate that with the project manager who I know has scope and timeline in mind. It's, it's two different skills too, though. Um, a project management, somebody who's good at the details and, and scheduling and, and figuring out how to make square pegs fit in round holes. That's a little bit different than somebody who's, uh, whose key focus is, is marketing strategy. Um, as, as me being much better at the former than the latter, like I could see that. I watch our brand strategists talk to clients and think, well, I would have got that wrong. <laughs> um, but, you know, that's it. That's one of the things that we can do as a larger agency. We can bring both of those skill sets to a project, which is really nice. Um, not, not everybody has the benefit of that, and, and we haven't always been able to do that. Anybody who runs uh, projects, um, there's always, there's always you know, projects ongoing. There's new, uh, new projects rolling on your schedule, uh, projects rolling off your schedule. And, and just from a um, kind of from a what fulfills you, what kind of are the things that you know you look at and say oh man today was a really great day like what are those things in project management world i think for me i've got i've got two things that come to mind um of course i love when i see a project come across the finish line and that's kind of cliche <laughs> or maybe even a cop out but nothing wrong with that <laughs> Um, but it's so rewarding to reflect on where the project started and to see, you know, this team of experts and, you know, our partners, you know, are there's, we have great partners and we love to collaborate and to just kind of see this journey. It is just so rewarding and I, and I love it. I, it feels so accomplishing to be able to kind of see that all of our visions and ideas come to fruition. Um, Another part that just like I kind of nerd out about is just when the process sings and everything hums so well, you know, throughout even my four or five years here at Speak, we've changed our process um, pretty regularly because we're constantly learning what works best and what doesn't work. Um, and just to kind of see how we've molded our process over the years and to see it working um, just makes my PM heart sing. So, uh, <laughs> I, I love, I love that feeling as well. So those are the two things that come to mind for me. I appreciate you saying like, yeah, Hey, the process changes and it's changed frequently because you said it in a positive light. And that's really nice to hear because I, I think you guys really do get it that processes are made to change and evolve and we are meant to evolve. And like, there's so much good that comes out of that. I love that answer. Yeah, I think I've got two as well. The first one being similar to Sarah's first one. Obviously, 
getting a project across the finish line. Uh, the, the client's able to see the results of the work, uh, not just the work we put in, but the work they put in. I mean, it is a partnership. It is, they are, they're in the trenches with us the entire way uh, and for the, the kind of smoke to dissipate and be able to take a look at it uh, is very rewarding. I really love seeing our internal teams um, when we do launch a site, since we do uh, make it a big deal. I mean, it, it's, it's fun to get a site launched. It's, you're at the end of the road on this long journey. Um, and I, I, as a PM, I like kind of being uh, like the Emilio Estevez in Mighty Ducks 3. Like he just kind of <laughs> like, I kind of stepped back into the shadows. Like it wasn't me, it was the collective in front of me that really did this work and seeing them happy and excited. And I can just kind of. Of all the movie that. references you make on a daily basis, the fact that Mighty Ducks 3 Mighty Ducks is what came out is Indeed. shocking. It, it, yeah. I, it made sense in my head. <laughs> Dude, the, se like the seven dozen people that have seen that movie got that <laughs> I was I was waiting for a Devin movie reference, but I was not expecting that one. No, <laughs> oh, man. I'm gonna, I've I'm gonna probably heard Emilio after this is over. I've probably heard Emilio Estevez references more so than Mighty Ducks <laughs> three. Yeah, it's yeah. just it's the, specifically the ending, the the last two minutes is it. I don't know. That's the feeling I get as a PM when we launch something and seeing the team excited. Um, okay, so other when one, was the last when was the last time you saw Mighty Ducks three? Sorry, you uh, can't move on to your next probably. Episode. Oh man, circa, yesterday, circa two thousand two. Hey, the new, uh, okay. the new right. Disney Plus Mighty Ducks show. I think I recommended it on here before. If not, I recommend it. Yeah, yeah. it's on the list to get to. It's well, good. All right, sorry. Go ahead, Devin. Um, the other one is, I think, a, a bit of a. Um, I don't want to say it's like self punishment, but is the kind of the grind and stressfulness of projects I think they they all have stressful moments um, but I find myself you know when I when I'm on vacation I can't just sit still I like having that kind of air traffic controller things are chaotic one minor slip up uh, thank God I don't work with actual lives because I would be terrible <laughs> at it um, but uh, I I kind of thrive in that chaos, even though I think a lot of uh, our internal people would be like, yeah, no, that's not true. Uh, but it is, it, it, when I'm not in it, I'm like, okay, what am I supposed to do with my hands? I don't. <laughs> I gotta go find some chaos. Yeah, like, so it's, uh, I don't know, it, while a very stressful job, the job itself is very rewarding. All right, so we have reached the point of our podcast where we do go a little bit off topic. Um, thank you guys for being here and sharing the world of project management with us, but you also have something else in common we want to dive deep into. You guys both have some Chip and JoJo vibes happening at your house. We've got um, housing projects. Devin, you just moved into a house. Sarah, you've been there for a little while now, but are um, deep in the throes of renovation. So tell us about some of your favorite house projects that you are diving into right now. I guess one of my favorite projects that we've been working on is actually this downstairs. Um, we've completely renovated it the last several months and just kind of finished our, our main thing. Um, it used to have some serious haunted basement vibes. Uh, and now it's my office <laughs> and the media room. And, um, and it has been so much fun to be able to just kind of uh, take a really nasty 
part of the house and turn it into honestly one of my favorites now. So um, yeah, it's been really fun, learned a lot. Uh, it has been really nasty, messy work too, but um, yeah, it's been fun. We need some before and afters for the show notes. Okay, I got you. <laughs> uh, having spent the last six years renovating our house in uh, Memphis, and finally selling it, which is was bittersweet. Um, the only projects I'm doing now are just sitting. I don't want to do anything. I like I'm done. Like if I never have to touch drywall again, I will be a happy boy. So uh, it's it's uh, like I said, it was bittersweet, but walking away from it felt good. It's kind of like launching a project. You know, you spend a lot of time and put. Uh, uh, effort and energies into it, uh, but you have to let it go. So yeah, but if I know you, you'll be looking for your next set of chaos soon. So I will. I will. <laughs> when are you gonna punch a hole through the new drywall and come up with a new project? He can. Uh, he can come over and help me out with some stuff. There you go. Okay. Yeah. The shiplap uh, isn't gonna put itself up on the wall. That's right. That is. Right. That is what they. We've already talked about shiplap. Shiplap in the bedroom. Uh, so that's probably the next once all the boxes are unpacked that will probably be the next adventure i was uh wondering if sarah was going to tell us about her goat and chicken projects but oh i mean if you guys want to hear about my goats and chickens i'm happy to talk about it sarah uh, and i had a call earlier this week and she's like sorry guys there's a chicken back here it's not mine and her neighbor's chicken was just on her her back porch oh they're still they're on my porch right now <laughs> I don't know why, but they that's their new home now. But I think we're having a big chicken fry next Friday. So <laughs> not sure you want to keep yes, that in the podcast. Dark really quick. Spoiler alert. <laughs> From myself, our panel today, and all of us at Speak, thanks for getting a little off topic with us. If you liked today's episode, you'd love the content our team is cranking out on our blog. Head over to madebyspeak.com to check out the latest and greatest. If you enjoyed the show, subscribe and leave a review on your podcast platform of choice. And see you next time. Let's take it off topic.